From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Monday morning edition, the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready. Clark Ford at studio here uh, today. We'll cover the three uh, major men's sports today. Ole Miss had a open spring football practice on Saturday. We watched a good bit of, we watched all the scrimmage. We watched a good bit of practice, I guess I should say. Uh, Ole Miss baseball taking two out of three in Lexington over the weekend. We'll talk about that a little bit, some stuff around the league. And then uh, there's been a lot of, uh, I guess we should say, turnover in the Ole Miss men's basketball program since the last time we talked to you guys. Ronnie Hamilton gone, Levi Watkins gone to uh, Ole Miss assistance there. So plenty to talk about today and uh, and more. Last college basketball game of the season tonight, Kansas and North Carolina. Coming to you from uh, New Orleans, for whatever that tip time is. I really don't know, but either way. 8.20 8 central. 8.20. Oh, late. It's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Okay. It's, so it's 9.20 in North Carolina. That's really dumb. Yeah, it's, it is. Kids have no chance. North Carolina eight-year-olds have no chance. No. They go to bed maybe at halftime, and even then they've stayed up late. So. No, it's absurd. It's an hour late. Yeah, it it, it is. So uh, South Carolina women won the national title last night over UConn. Oh, really? It did. Yes. Oh, cool. Thirty-three Congrats. and two, thirty-five and two, something like How that. How about that? So. Congrats to them. Yep. Uh, Oxford Exxon Highway Six West in Oxford lunch specials five sixty-nine two sides bread thirty-two ounce drink the um, Oxford oh, sorry the Mo- Exxon Mobile app not the Exxon, Oxford Exxon app that'd be that'd be cool but the Exxon Mobile app ten dollars to you if you will just uh, log into that get a thousand bonus points you can also take a picture of the QR code right there at the pump ten dollars off the Tank you were filling up at the time with the Oxford Exxon. Again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. We are. Clark Ford is in Amory, Mississippi. 662-257-1900 is the number. Just call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest completely up to you. You can chop it around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do. Let's hop into a Clark Ford today. 662 662- Two five seven nineteen hundred guests join on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford be a great place to grab a burger, a po' boy, appetizer. They got great beer selection, full bar, and more at Rafters on the Square in Oxford, and also Rafters in New Albany. The line tonight, Kansas favored by four and a half. Um, I don't necessarily like that. I think Kansas is probably going to win, but you can get North Carolina at one sixty-five on a money line. That's not, that's not if you're going to make a bet. That's probably the bet. One game at one sixty-five. So. I think that's not not the worst deal in the world. Probably there. so. Kansas is really good right now. They'll give they'll give they'll give Carolina some. Carolina will have to play a great game to win, which is what they've kind of had to do the last. Several, I guess their their region opened up for them, and then they played incredibly well against Duke. Obviously, it was a it was a classic. They did. Uh, um, look, Duke got screwed late, which is interesting. I mean, Duke got screwed late. That was not a foul. It was, it was a terrible call. It was a terrible call. And a couple of the calls on Williams that got him into foul trouble were terrible calls. It's really the irony of it. There's there's always been. And rightfully so, a perception that Duke gets calls, and then in a national semifinal, Duke did not get calls. 
and got screwed, in fact. Just royally screwed. They were kind of chasing the whistle the whole game. I don't know early on if they were fouls or not, but, I mean, John had four fouls in the first half. I think the first five fouls of the game were on Duke. Um, yeah, the, the one that sticks out in my mind is the one late. Duke up a point, and Carolina misses, and Love missed a shot, got sent to the line, and you look at the replay, and there's just nothing close. It was, it was what, You were anticipating a foul. That never actually came. That didn't happen. Yeah, so – yeah, 824 and a half tonight. Kansas favored for the degenerates out there that want to take a shot at it. Come back to it here in a uh, in a little while. Um, I guess we'll start with football, actually. People, that's obviously the uh, the primary thing people around for usually, although it is spring practice, but I'm not going to talk myself out of it. I'm going to go with it anyway. Uh, we had a good many observations up Saturday from uh, from the uh, the scrimmage. It was gorgeous in Oxford. Good weather for the, uh, the time in Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. So go check those out. There'll be things in that that we're not going to talk about right now. It's probably, you know, podcast you don't get into tons of minutia. Uh, I think the biggest thing, though, Neil and I both were, I guess we're talking to each other in real time as this was going on, but uh, as it played out, Luke Altmaier has uh, really a pretty great day. He was he, he he was good all the way around. You know, last Saturday in the first, Kiffin said it wasn't a scrimmage, and I guess he's right, because they did not tackle to the ground the first weekend. Um, they did this week. Uh, also, they had done a practice and just kind of came out into the stadium that first weekend to do team stuff instead of just having a scrimmage the entire time. Right. For whatever you want to make those semantics. Uh, but on Saturday, it was a it was a full go scrimmage, and Dart was better the first week. We thought showed more orange Hamlet dips and different things. Altmaier on Saturday operated the offense incredibly efficiently. He was very good on the short stuff, very good on the intermediate stuff. Made a couple throws down the field that sort of turned our heads a little bit. Um, stuff toward the corner. Showed some arm strength in those things. I, I thought the entire time of the preseason that we've seen, and again, it's only just a couple practices. Remember, sample size is incredibly small right now. I mean, Just bring the hot you, takes. I mean, bring the hot Don't even takes. put the caveats on no. it. Just go, 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 you go, You saw go. one throw, and that's all you need to see. Yeah. Hey, he has the ability to make that throw. That's all that matters. Yep. If you have the ability to make the throw, yep. it's there. Um. So... If it shows up at one April practice, you can, there. you can count on it in October. And if it doesn't, well, <laughs> you know the rest. Yeah. Uh, he used his feet really well. I thought that he moved up into the pocket. I, I thought he did some footwork things that were kind of above what we'd seen from him in limited work to this point. There was yeah. improvement there. Yeah. Again, one day, but you get done with the day. We've talked to some people. I think from straight what's happened on the field, Luke Altmaier probably is just a touch ahead here as of April the 4th. Yeah, I think so. Um, super early. You know, in an ideal world, in the old days, from like college football of 2018, mm-hmm. you'd have an older quarterback in, on campus, and both of these guys would be in the development phase. And so they've got an 18-year-old and a 19-year-old going at it. Yeah, um, and yeah, they're both super young. Uh, Jackson has played what he played six games, started three, so he's got a little more experience. Luke's played in five games, essentially started one. I know he didn't start it, but he played. Yeah. He's played an actual meaningful snap in two games of consequence. Yeah. Auburn and, and Baylor. So you're going to go in with a really young quarterback one way or the other. I think Luke's 19 right now, barely. Jackson turns 19 in a month. Mm-hmm. So you're going to play youth. There, I have – giggled at the narrative of, hey, man, quarterback's going to be fine. There's not going to be a step back. Those are two different statements. 
quarterback is going to be fine. Yeah, I think at yeah, the end of sure. the day, yeah, sure. You're not going to finish the season and go, oh, my God, quarterback was a tremendous liability, no. and it's the reason we sucked. But is it going to be the same as it was with – I mean, veteran Matt Corral? No. Because Matt Corral wasn't Matt Corral at 19. Bingo. Right. Not, not even close. Matt Corral took a big jump from 2020 to 2021. Yeah. As much as some, and a hell of a jump from 19 to 20. As much as some people in the media like to downplay it, 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 it absolutely happened. Yeah. Because Matt became a better decision maker. Which leads me to the most – we were talking to people in and around the program. The decision making part is – so Kiffin's got to make two decisions. How much gambling does he want to do offensively? Mm-hmm. How safe does he want to be? How important is ball security going to be? If ball security becomes the most important thing, Luke's got a real shot. If he thinks, no, we've got to, we've really got to gamble, that's more Dart's deal. Dart's more of a... It's just slinging around the yard. Yeah, I hate the term gunslinger because it impl- it's become so cliche. Well, and it also implies that you just you're out there, just you all care to the. If the guy throws the ball a bit, you go, "Hey, he's a gunslinger. He's Brett Favre." It's like, "Stop! Yeah, quit. Back up. That's not what because we're that, that won't be tolerated." Hey, yeah. we're just going to take chances. No, that will drive Lane freaking oh, insane. It'll it'll be the end of you. Yeah, but there's a balance. Luke's pretty conservative right now, um, but it worked. On Saturday, it really worked. He was he was very efficient. Mm-hmm. He was very accurate. And it's not to say that Dart was bad, because he wasn't at all. He was good. But Dart took a couple of chances down the middle of the field that on a Saturday would a lot of times lead to lead to well, adversity. It, 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 and it's also because of, again, two practices. What we've seen the most of his miss, which is high across the middle. That's the ball Dart misses on the most yeah. right now is that – Sort of intermediate, 10 to 20-yard pass across the middle of the field. He sells it. Well, you're selling that towards safeties. Well, that's a, one that's late a, in the practice, he tried to force it, and Tashim Johnson dropped an interception. Yeah. That hit him right between the two and the seven. That yeah, was, Tashim had a, had a frustrating day at safety. Yeah, he did. He had a, had a rough day. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. We'll see. It's, it's, but again, look, it's, it's April. You don't play games in April. They will not play a game in April. And they won't play a game in June or July or August when you're developing. There's plenty of time to develop as quarterbacks, and that's part of Lane Kiffin's reputation. It's earned over the better part of a decade plus, probably a little bit more than that. Sure. His ability to de- develop quarterbacks, and he's got a project in front of him because both of these guys have a lot of developing. For both Jackson Dart and Luke Altmeyer, their best football's ahead of them. Oh, and so you've got to sure. you've got to develop them. And so Even November versus September, once they get in the fire. I mean. Yeah, and then the, here's the other good news for Ole Miss is you start off with two or three games that you, you probably can you probably it. can afford a few mistakes. Yeah, it's the back half of the schedule when you got to kind of have this thing down a little bit, or else you, it's it might bite you. Yeah, you get Troy, you get whatever the Austin P is that who it is the next fairly easy game. It's not uh, Austin P. Who is it? I don't know. Um, it sounds right. Yeah, I yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, actually, kidding. now that doesn't sound right at all. So whatever. Um, whoever it is, I'll, I'll pull it up. I I know the schedule as in like where the SEC games are, but I'm having a kind of a hard time with like week two, week four. Cause like Tulsa's in there somewhere. Is that week four? Georgia Tech's now. week three, right? It's uh, it's it's Troy at home, Central Arkansas, Central Arkansas. At home. Okay, sorry. Uh, at Georgia Tech, and then Tulsa. 
Tulsa at home. There we go. Okay. And then it's Kentucky at home. And then Vanderbilt. At Vanderbilt. Yeah, yeah, Look at you. you. Yeah, I, I, it was, I, I had, my, I had Al- the wrong FCS school. Then it's Auburn right. at home, and then it gets real. Okay. You go at LSU, at Texas A&M, back-to-back weeks. You get a week off. You come home to play Alabama. Then you go to Arkansas, and then five days later, you get Mississippi State at home. Well, look. So you get Troy, you get the FCS game. Georgia Tech kind of sucked last year, and it's not yeah. like Atlanta is going to be some raucous environment for you over there. I mean, you're going to take. Sure, you ever been to Bobby Dodd Stadium? Oh yeah, I mean, puts the fear of God in you. Um, and then, and then in Tulsa, so no, you get that. I I tell you, and I mentioned it to you. I mean, almost kind of a, just a joke on Saturday. And look, this is expected. almost is going to be a top twenty-five team in the preseason. Coming off a ten and two season, Lane did a good job in the portal. We've seen a lot of different football teams in the spring and in preseason camp over the course of the last fifteen years. We've seen some good ones. We've seen some some average ones. We've seen some really bad ones. You do get a quick sense of just looking at the teams on the field and going, okay, they look like a, a middle, lower, upper class SEC team yeah. and how they athletically appear on the field. Sure. Um, you can't convince yourself that the bad running back looks like the good running back. You see it even I've seen in April. people try. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've read the – I tell you, that Hiram White – yeah, I'm I've, sorry, Hiram. I'm just like – I've read the commentary. Yeah. I've the seen point it. being – they look really good out there. Athletically, they look yeah. as good as most of the teams that have done well that we have seen on the field. And and that's a that's a start. I mean, that's kind of across the board. I look, there's some issues. I mean, they got some stuff to figure out sure. by all. I, I'm not saying it's ready-made by any stretch of the imagination. However... They pass the look test on both lines of scrimmage. They do. Offensive line depth, I think, is still a concern. I don't think there's any question a about that. A seventh lineman and maybe even a sixth is still up in the air right now. I think there is some defensive line depth. Uh, I think they're more comfortable there than they've been in a long time. Yeah, they don't have a star, but they're not bad there. They're kind of too deep. It's yeah. okay. Uh, no, they don't have a star linebacker. They've got some good ones, and maybe. And we're uh, not seeing Austin Keys yet. Yeah, and maybe he comes back as a star. Yeah. Uh, because we liked him. Yeah, I don't know that they have any stars on the back end. But they've got a bunch of really good players and a couple of guys that I think could emerge as stars. Maybe not there yet. And it's April, and I'm just like, I, I refuse to go crazy on sports. And Ashim Young's not out there. Yeah. I, I I covered too many spring practices, I guess, covering Tommy Tuberville, where he would come over and go, don't make a big deal out of this. <laughs> We're only out here because everybody else is. This This doesn't mean anything. Don't make a big deal out of who the A-Day MVP is. Trust me. We're just running around. We're, yeah. Because one year some kid won MVP as a wide receiver, the A-Day game, and literally he found us like, don't do it. Don't do it. He's not going to play in the fall. And he didn't. So, <laughs> you know, so it's all good. But look, the, yeah, they they – they their running back room looks terrific. It does. It's really really good. Um, it's the best running back room we've covered, and I understand what that means for last year. It's a better running back room. I don't see a star wide receiver yet. That wide receiver is an issue right now. Now we're not seeing Jalen Knox. No, but and the fact that we're not seeing him makes you go, "What's the deal?" Yeah, but yeah, no, there's plenty of time. But so far, uh, Triggs got a chance to be a star. Athletically, he's there, but now he's got to get 
He's, he's young. He's young. He's got to become more consistently physical. There are there's still some development there. The, the he's going to walk out day one and be an all SEC tight end. Probably not. Now, if you told me that in year two he's an all SEC tight end, I buy it. Sure. But next year there's there's going to be some learning curve because this is his first year of college. I'm um, trying to think what else there is because we haven't really seen the kicking game enough to know what it looks like or doesn't look like. It's they they look good. I mean, if you told me I pull that schedule back up again, if you told me that, I guess I'm going back to where I've been all along. If you told me that they're six and one or even seven and zero oh, when they go to LSU on October the twenty second, I buy it. I mean, athletically, they're going to beat Troy. They're going to beat Central Arkansas. They're going to beat Georgia Tech. They're going to beat Tulsa. The first test of the season comes on October the first. Kentucky. When Kentucky comes in and Kentucky's physical and they're good and they've been inside that program for a long time and they're better in Lexington than they are out of Lexington, obviously. And then Ole Miss goes to Vanderbilt. Not, I, I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, it, we've seen it. Hey, look, <laughs> but no, I mean, not. you start, yeah. And then, and then again, when you lose that Vanderbilt, that's on you, not them. That is your fault. Yeah, that, sure. <laughs> that is your I mean, fault. Clark Lee's a nice guy. I just don't know that he's a miracle worker. <laughs> And then, you know, Auburn goes to Ole Miss on October the 15th. It's the middle of – I mean, who knows what – and Auburn probably doesn't want to play that game today. Maybe by the middle of October they will. Auburn's had a lot of success against Ole Miss over the years. Sure. I refuse to go, oh, that's a W. No, until they do it, that is what it is. But, you know, on paper today, I think Ole Miss was favored against Auburn. And then after that, who knows? I mean, you're, you're into the middle – you're into late October at that point. And I mean, yeah. And then it gets, like I said, it, it gets difficult at that point. You go at LSU, at Texas A and M. You get Alabama, who is a preseason top two team. You go to Arkansas. It's tough to win in Fayetteville. Um, and then Mississippi State will be desperate to win that game. So the second half of the schedule is different than the first. Which so, so which is good for Ole Miss because I, I think if you flipped it, I would Ooh. I would have com- some concerns. Yeah. Because okay, well, I got I got to win tough games with a young quarterback. Yeah, Ugh. who can't even settle in. And now you get a chance to settle in, conceivably play both of them a little bit early, which would not shock me at all. Jack Abraham was back in attendance on Saturday. The question with Jack, and I don't, I, don't, I have no idea. I would wonder whether he would come if both guys stayed. He's got options. Jack's got one season. He's not going to get another one. And there are places where he can go play. Sure. A lot. Yeah. Several places. They're trying yeah. to recruit him. Yeah. No matter record, Doors has a good point. No matter record, Mike Leach have to beat Ole Miss this year? Well, I, I mean, I, I don't. You've been around a while. But I don't know many people there. I, I, my con- Seven and five and a loss to Ole Miss. What's his seat level? It's hot. Probably doesn't get him fired because we've well, got more. I don't know more if I will win. Depending on who you can get. Yeah, I mean, you know, who can you get? Who's coming in and taking that program and going? Here we go. Yeah. Because if you get that guy, well, then you do it. If you don't get that guy, well, sure, maybe you ride it another year. Yeah, no, I get it. Uh, all right, we'll continue football in a second. First, about G and M Pharmacy six six two two three six two 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 two. They're on South Lamar in Oxford. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they offer MedSync 
For your prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you also in Holly Springs with Tyson Drugs and with Rightway Meds, they'll individually package your medication for those who need that extra stuff. So again, on South Lamar or on the square in Holly Springs, 662-236-2222. Uh, Southern Traditions Farms, uh, they've uh, set their summer camp schedule. It's uh, May the 30th, uh, a one-week camp, then another one on June the 6th, another that starts June the 12th, another that starts June the 20th through June the 24th. Monday through Friday, it starts at 8.30, ends at 2. Contact Susan Walt for more information, 601-278-7563. We're also brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well. It's just off Interstate 55 in Grenada, GrenadaNissanUSA.com. Uh, you can go to deadsoxy.com, enter the promo code REBELGROVE at checkout, get 25% off all orders of the best socks you'll ever put on your feet. Again, deadsoxy.com, promo code REBELGROVE. My 10 thoughts are up uh, at uh, rebelgrove.com. They're brought to you by Game Changer Patches. They're the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patches used before or while you drink. The overtime patches used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. All natural ingredients will keep you in the game, ready for the next place. Go to GameChangerPatch.com, enter the promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. ACS is owned by my friend Clay McNutt in Baldwin, Mississippi. It's a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell automation recognized system integrator. ACS has a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop. They can custom tailor software packages custom design electrical control panel solutions, and much more. It's ACSLLCMS.com or call 662-601-4381. And we're brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry. Lamons at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. They've been serving the Oxford area for um, almost 75 years. Engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, Children's jewelry, collectibles, and more. It's the gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at lamonsfinejewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. Podcast is brought to you by Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-A-R-C, two packages, 100 MBPS, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio, your hometown team, bringing you world-class broadband. That's nespark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone service available Parental controls, network security, security, a wireless mesh extender, and more. So, again, call the office for details. Get the best internet in Lafayette County. That's 662-238-3159. We don't know updates on injuries, obviously, because Lane's not going to go there. have more from him uh, tomorrow. Tavius Robinson was in a black jersey. He was on the bike. Um, I don't know what to make. You know, really, at this point, it's hard to expect much of Mark Britt at any point. He was on the bike, and then – Brandon Mack um, was banged up. And that's just the, the constant with Mack has got to be frustrating with Kiffin because somebody who definitely looks better, somebody who they they have some ex- expectations for but just cannot stay healthy at this at this juncture at all. Um, you mentioned the running backs briefly. Evans, I mean, he looks like a star, frankly. Uh, he, he looks different than most any back we've seen. I like Bentley a lot. He's shifty, moves around really, really, really quick. And then I, I did not watch as much of him, but it seemed like you were pretty impressed with Judkins on Saturday. Yeah, I like Judkins. He's good back. He's kind of a whole package. I mean, and he's in a good spot because 
there are other guys with more experience and he doesn't have to, you know, he can ease into it as well. Here's the thing about that room is I think this is positive. Zach Evans at TCU did not appreciate being 25 to 30 carries a game. He wants tread on the tires later. Yeah. And with this backfield, I think there are other guys that can share the load. But Evans is different. I mean, he's his his combination of physicality and his ability to cut and make that second cut, he's, he's a different cat. His balance is so good. Yeah. He stays on his feet better, again, two practices. Right. More than – But there's film of him, and he's, he's yeah. done it at TCU, so you know he can do it. He can run. Yeah, and, and um, look, Bentley's had a lot of success at SMU, and I've always liked control Bullock – they're, they're, yeah, what do you think Bullock's is right now? I mean, he, 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 I don't think he's lost in the shuffle by no. any means. Well, you, they played four backs last year. He got a lot of carries at, yeah, on Saturday. Yeah. He's kind of the lead guy on Saturday, frankly. Yeah, he started out with the ones. Yeah. Got a bunch of carries. Uh, I mean, I, look, if you're going to do the whole young quarterback thing, which is true, it's not a narrative, it's fact, you, you want to establish a running game. It takes pressure off whoever is your quarterback. He has plenty of time. Caleb Warren needs to clean up some snapping. A lot of errant snaps on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, just kind of high, low, all over the place. Just affecting timing. I mean, frankly, Dart and Altmaier made some pretty athletic plays to kind of collect the snap and stay inside on schedule on the play at different times. And that might have affected what they tried to do offensively. Because when you've got to take your eyes down to the ball and find the ball and come back up and – well, yeah, relocate everything. You're probably going into your check down mode at that point. I've never played college quarterback, but I'm guessing. <laughs> I'm guessing things are moving pretty quickly, and when you've you lose a second and a half doing that, mm-hmm. you're probably looking for your outlet passes because they did that a lot on those plays. We were uh, we were told Reginald Hughes has had a good camp uh, at linebacker yep. guy yep. coming in, obviously from Northeast trying to fill some of those roles. They obviously have a lot of opportunity at linebacker. Um, Troy Brown's been a little limited at this point. Again, Austin Keys still coming back from that injury last year. Uh, Tywan Malone was in shorts. He was there, but he did not participate, uh, at least in the in the scrimmage portion. So I would assume that's a that's a spring-long thing. I, I, I don't know that. He's hadn't really been out there because he's been with the baseball team, obviously, but he did not travel to Lexington over the uh, over the weekend. So those are the main things. Again, a lot of stuff at RebelGrove.com. Have, uh, have Kiffin again tomorrow. We'll play Rizana on Thursday in another open practice, I guess, on Saturday. I haven't heard no difference, so I That's assume so. That's my understanding. That we were told that would be the deal all spring, and so far they've lived up to that. Tuesdays and Thursdays we just get media afterwards, and then on Saturday we get no interviews, but we get access right. because we're members of the public. They just let us walk on the field. Yeah, we we get the added benefit of being on the field. That's what we where get. you see a little less, actually. But there, no there are stopped. pros and cons. But they would let us go sit up in the stands. Well, we we're allowed to take yeah. the press pass off and go where the general public can go. Or oh, you could even wear the press pass and go sit in the stands. I don't think they'd stop you. No, they're being very sane. You know, there have been there have been other places, and even I mean some strange roles at times where they go, hey, look, you're there as a media, but you can't really report anything, but then there's a thousand people in the public who are all over social media go, hold on a minute. Yeah. So if I just took this off, I could go up there and say whatever the hell I wanted to say. Yes. Help me. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm confused. No, it's, it's a calmer, saner <laughs> spring so far. It is. There is no circle of trust that I've, that I've seen. <laughs> Not yet. 
or the untrustables, I guess we should say. Well, there was a circle of trust, and then there was the land. The land of the or of, the of the untrustables, right? That's where there were two bullseyes, weren't there? Weren't there like something else in the middle? And I then... can't remember. I just remember that VZ because you had your teammates. So it was like Bolden and Neat, right? And then so I was teamed up with VZ. Is that what it was? Because yeah. <laughs> we reported that someone it was DT. We reported that he injured his knee when he. Absolutely. It was very obvious on the field. Well, I heard it. Who got mad? Beaumont? Yeah. They threw us out. Yeah. And then got pissed off about the tweet. That. And all we said was that he'd been injured and that they were taking You didn't say it was an ACL. No, even though I knew it was an ACL. But we don't have the ability to confirm that on the field. And he lost it. He was very unhappy. And we had the debate at that point about... Well, in fairness to Mike at the time, the media contingent was pretty confusing. There were different types of people in the media. And I had to argue with Mike that I'm not part of the program. My job is not to protect it. He argued that that was part of my job. And I said it was not. And there were other people in the room who viewed it as their job to protect and so the many, Those things are coming out anyway. The only time where I think they have a point is if there's a very serious injury where you want to let family know first. Sure. Otherwise, I mean, he sprained an ankle. We're all going to know in 20 minutes. Like, what, what's the what's the damn difference? Well, but if the knee's torn up, the knee's torn up. Yeah, you can't. I mean, I didn't say it was. I just said yeah. he had left with, an, with what appeared to be an injury and yeah. that they were evaluating him. No one died. They did not. It was not a life-threatening injury. Yeah, or you know, we were all scared for what's Demarcus Thomas. Sure, you know, two years ago yeah, or whatever. Those that are was. different deals. Yeah. Where did he end up? South Alabama. Did he? Yeah, okay. playing a big role. Is he? Uh huh. Basketball or baseball? What do you want to do? Uh <laughs> I don't care. I'm, I'm good either way. Yeah, I need the gun or the knife. What do you, what do you, what do you, what do you think? Well, the baseball thing's funny to me um, in a lot of ways because the, week, the weekend, <laughs> the weekend on Friday is is I can't, we we kind of need to put whoops on every board member over the course of the weekend just to see some ranges. As on Friday, you win. You pitched really well. You get the late timely hit that gives you the win, but you didn't hit much, and so it's kind of angst. Yeah, it was ugly. On Saturday, you get beat, and it's the end of the damn world. And then on Sunday, you win handedly, and it's <laughs> yeah, but. <laughs> and 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 so, look, look, Ole Miss has problems. They do. They have they have problems. Maybe they went about finding fixing those problems a little bit. I don't know. We'll talk about that. God, we'll talk about it all week, all month, all year. But the question comes in this look. You got to compete. It's not being Pollyanna. It's not accepting. But what curve are we putting on this Tennessee series right now? Because they have significant. Two, they have two road series wins at Auburn, at Kentucky. Going into the year, if you said, "Hey, they're going to win two out of three at Auburn and two out of three at Kentucky," okay, fine, move on, good, move, all good. Now you don't want to get blown the hell out twice. That is a problem because you're limiting your ability sure. to maximize victories. Sure. When once a weekend, you're just getting the hell beat out of you. Sure. That's not that. That's bad. You. It is. You, out of 30 games, that should only happen max three times, frankly, give or take. For 10%. A, a really good team. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's conceivable to go ahead and admit that this probably isn't a really good team. No, because no, they were – look, 
again, it's more Halliburton than Tennessee because, I mean, Vanderbilt's sitting here at 4-5-2 and five, two in the league. Is Now, they've actually lost two series. Vanderbilt has a couple problems. They're, they're having that early SEC season thing that they do have occasionally where they're prospects more than players. And they're all really, really talented, but it's kind of weird. And the roster doesn't necessarily work as well as, as some other years. But point being, had they lost yesterday, they were running into a math problem. Because yeah. if you, you know, look, to host, if you're not going to really change expectations for this team, I don't think it's time yet to do that, is they had to get 17 and 13. Mm-hmm. 16 and 14 is not going to host with this schedule, in my opinion. Probably not. Well, you lose yesterday, and that's 14 and 7 the rest of the way. Tough. So you've, you've mitigated that. I thought they showed a lot of toughness yesterday to kind of get out of there, come back, mm-hmm. get the win. Frankly, a toughness they haven't shown much this season and kind of move forward. Tennessee just kills Vanderbilt. They outscore them 16 to 4 over the course of the weekend. Real they quick, beat them up three days. Real quick on Tennessee. Yeah. So I don't want to steal his thunder, but there's a story coming out, I believe, later today that okay. one of the bats got tested. Okay. And it was way over the PSI. Okay. Evidence. That Meaning it's been shaved. Shaved and or rolled, I was told. Umpires were asked about it. They, ref- they referred the interviewer, the reporter, to the SEC, who at this point had not yet responded. Does anything happen? Okay. I'm not an expert on ma- on manipulating bats. Rolled, it's hard to prove because rolled just means you are taking a new bat and completely breaking it in and basically making the walls of the bat more hot and equal to if the bat was used for a long period of time. And you're also doing it uniform. So the entire bat is that level of hot versus if you just held the bat the same way every time, you're just hitting one spot. Just pow, 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 pow. Obviously, you're cheating. You are changing the dynamics of the bat. You're giving it a trampoline effect. But it's a trampoline effect that could be done naturally, I guess is my point. Okay. So proving that is more complicated than shaving. Okay. Shaving, they go in and literally shave and thin the walls of the bat to make more trampoline effect inside the bat. If you found out it was shaved, then we got a big problem. I think there's a... I guess my point is rolled would at least, unless you literally had the goods on exactly how it went and the chain right. of impact, it's hard to prove and there's so much plausible deniability that I have a hard time getting there that much comes from that. Tennessee's answers over the weekend. Well, look, even were, on Friday, Vitello sneakily trying to get the bat back. I mean, he he was very focused on, hey, I kind of need that bat. Yeah, I don't think he got it back. He didn't. No, the umpires were almost kind of yeah. pulling it from him. They tested it. Yeah. Now, I don't know what the penalties for this are, but no, it puts a I mean it, it changes everything if it's if it's doctored. Sure. Sure. Anyway. But to ask to answer your question, am I going, okay, well, Vanderbilt got swept, they're done. No, I'm not. I'm not doing that with Ole Miss either. Are they as good as Tennessee? No. Tennessee's the best team in the in the league, and it's it's not even particularly close. No, I but mean, Ole Miss I, is I wrote this in Ten Thoughts. Ole Miss is next few weeks. I did it going into the Sunday game, so I, I guess I could go back and do the math, but I don't have it in front of me. But they play three teams that right now have losing records. And Ole Miss has a losing record. I get it. It's about league play. Yeah, sure. But they get Alabama, which is, I think, four and five or three and six. Then they get um, South Carolina. South Carolina, who's four and five. And then they get 
A and M? No, um, um, Arkansas. There's somebody before Is Arkansas, there? I think. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm off. I don't know. One. Maybe I'm off a week too. Yeah, they get Mississippi State here. Oh, I thought that was. You know, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So That's they right. get Alabama, South Carolina, yeah. Mississippi State right. before yeah. before they go to Fayetteville. That's correct. And then after Fayetteville, the teams they play have losing records. Arkansas has a winning record in the league. The, the next two teams after that, though, have it's LSU and is it a and Missouri or A and M? It's, it's Missouri. It's just Missouri, LSU, and A and M to finish. Okay, and they all have losing records right now. So, look, the league is. I wrote this too. I, I, the teams that are normally good are kind of mediocre, and the teams that are normally bad are kind of mediocre. Yeah. So it all went. There's just a hodgepodge of stuff, kind of behind. I mean, right now, if you're ranking, you 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 have to put. Tennessee won, obviously, and then it's Arkansas and Georgia in some order because they've been able to find enough pitching to kind of win games. But then Georgia loses the series against Kentucky. Yeah. I mean, it. And then after that, it's, I mean, like Florida's three and six right now. With Arkansas coming to town, I wrote that kind of feels big for the Gators. Like you lose two out of three to Arkansas this weekend and you're suddenly four and eight. And the math gets complicated for Florida to get to 17 wins. I mean, you'd have to go 13 and eight, eight the rest of the way. And actually, you wouldn't even have that many opportunities because you. You mean one more week? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You only have four after four weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah you'd have to win 13 out of 18. Yeah. Good luck. I mean, you can, but challenging. Tennessee thing, it's being investigated quickly, which is what's interesting to me. Is how fast everybody's going. Hey, now something's up. Like let's let's start. Well, take it's, a look at the kids who are putting up these numbers and look at their previous numbers. There's a certain Brady Anderson to it. Yeah, I mean Gilbert's a hell of a player and whatever, but they've got guys that are. But he's never hit like this. This was funny. Like on the mound, they're just legitimate. We're talking about the yeah, offense. Yeah, sure. Like, well, it's part of why I think they can respond the way they have to some of this. Is hey, no one's hitting us. We're not juicing the ball. I mean, we're just throwing it right by you with heat. They're really good. I mean, even if you came in and go, hey, guys, we're going to manage your bats from here on out. They're still the favorite in the league because they pitch it better than anybody else. And they do. When you watch them yeah, play, sure. they do. They they. They have arms at the front of their rotation that change weekends. Somebody said, how the ups know to take the bat? Corbin alerted it in the first inning, um, and the sticker was wrong on the bat. They certify the bats with stickers every weekend. Yeah. Vitello said it was still had the midweek sticker on it. I, I don't know. I have no clue. Well, the kid said he knew it was a problem because he had seen the sticker fly off. Oh, really? That's what he said. Well, I mean... Yeah, I mean, all SEC 26 on the stream. I mean, that's right. Things are moving very quickly for something that typically does not move quickly. Everybody's going, hey, uh, 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 uh. You know. Jackson, thanks for the super chat. He says, can you explain to me how Calvin Harris, uh, he doesn't, how he doesn't start more? No. Um, look, the only way 
that it would make sense if he is dealing with some soreness or some days he just doesn't feel right. But I that does not appear to be the case. I think they're just not playing him. Um, Mike can get pretty set in lineups. Mm-hmm. He can. I mean, he, he really messed with the rotation to an impressive level the weekend. But Yeah, it worked. He can get very set in lineups. And it's very hard. I mean, you know, you look at it, I mean – it took a lot, including kind of deflecting on us the day before to give Peyton a day off. I put him right back in the next day. Like it's it it he kind of gets a, a group, and that's the group. Um, because Calvin has been is consistent. Because I asked the question purposefully in case he did not play much over the weekend on Tuesday night against North Alabama. I asked Mike, I said, we haven't really seen him. He's only had 16 career at bats against left-handers. How does he do against them? And he goes, no, 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 his, his swing's really good. He's short. He's going to be able to hit left-handers. We don't have a problem. So then yeah. Play him. Like I, th- It wasn't like a gotcha moment. I mean, if he goes, oh, no, he sucks against lefties. Well, okay, great. But I don't understand. No, I mean, I, I don't have much of an answer, and I know that's not a really good answer, but I, Calvin looks more competitive in his at-bats even when they're not working right now than a lot of than a lot of guys. And frankly, he needs some at-bats. He was out for three weeks. Yeah. I mean, he kind of needs to get back in there and get at it. And he, he's no, I mean, he's he's not a elite gold glove left fielder, but he's all right out there. It's not going to kill you. Probably better than some other options. And look, they, some of their issue is they've got those three dudes and it's three of their better players. they got to find a way to get them all in the game. Especially when Kevin comes back. Because, Alderman has done a hell of a job improving his at-bats. He looks so much different than last year. And sure. Leatherwood has been fine. Sure. Leatherwood had really good at-bats over the course of the weekend. So, in a perfect optimal lineup, and it's where the shot and yay thing becomes really interesting, because he's just not hitting right now at all, is getting Bench or McCants into the infield gives you more ability to play these more outfielders and the DH and, right. and fill this thing in. Because, I mean, at some point you need Kevin, Calvin, Leatherwood and Alderman all in the game. Well, there's only so many ways you can do that um, to, to make it manageable. So, no, that's the thing. I mean, that's – we'll see Kevin Graham going back to the doctor tomorrow. Um, get an update at that point on kind of what's going on. But, yeah, no, but to, to me, that is the next thing that, that Mike's got to do. He, he's got to get that optimal lineup in because right now it's just it, – it's, it's not working. I mean, they – I thought they, they got a little contagious and got some sparks yesterday, mm-hmm. and the at-bats were better. But they still went – Long ball heavy. That's not their problem. They got to. They've got to score without the long ball. That's the. That's the deal right now for uh for Ole Miss. So. Chicks dig the long ball though. Well, great wins don't. Um, <clears throat> podcast brought to you by Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. All underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. So you're getting local underwriting and understands your market. Leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704. Or J L O W E at communitymtg.com. We're also brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products, same great services. It's actually the same people, it's just different names. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662 801 1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, DeSoto County, that area, get in touch with the people at Southern. It's 662 429 4429. College Corner is your one-stop rebel shop. Two locations in the Jackson area. There's one in Ridgeland. There's one in uh, Flowood. You can also go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram, the largest selection of rebel gear in central Mississippi. And we're brought to you by Pinnacle. Pinnacle uh, based in Madison, Mississippi. They've got clients in more than 20 states, advisors in multiple states. 
They provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and so much more. At uh, Pinnacle, investing is treated like a commodity. Decisions are made using objective information and research, not emotions. So sit down with the people at Pinnacle. Go uh, to mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N, wealth.com. Also brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. If you're getting that summer trip all ironed out, you want to make sure that uh, it's a special one that creates a lifetime of unique memories, get in touch with John. Just give him some parameters, give him a budget, and let him give you options. And know this, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901-494-3387 or send him an email, jedwards at regencytravel.net. And we're brought to you by OPA. Oxford's newest restaurant on the square, euros, wraps, kebabs, fresh redfish, lamb chops, handcrafted cocktails, frozen libations, and more. Also, an amazing candlelit patio. Now that the weather is so nice, be a fun place to go have dinner there at 306 South Lamar, just south of the square courthouse in Oxford. I'll have a mailbag to you on um, Wednesday at some point. It's brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all of your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. Whitney sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. You can reach her at 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. Podcast is brought to you by Johnson Hill Creamery, johnsonhillcreamery.com, 662-419-9201. One new lunch menu up there is an artisanal cheese shop, making all their local cheeses in-house here in Oxford, just off Molly Bar on White Oak Lane. They also have charcuterie, bakery, catering, grazing tables, and much more. And with Easter here soon, their carrot cake is back in. You can go ahead and pre-order that thing. Pickup is April 14th, April 16th for the carrot cake. So again, johnsonhillcreamery.com, 662-419-9201. Uh, let's see. State pulled one out against Arkansas on Sunday. Extra innings to get that one in. That was a really good game. That was a that was a really good game. Well played. Um, interesting with State. I didn't know they had that many arms. They had a bunch of guys really pitch well late in that game. And that's been kind of out of nowhere because they have not played well. Yeah. Um, after Arkansas really beat them up the first two days. Yeah. Uh. Arkansas hit into some bad luck late. They had two on, and I think it was the 11th. Two on with one out in the 11th, and Stovall up. Mm-hmm. By the way, Van Horn did all the bunting stuff yesterday, gave outs away. I wouldn't have done it. I would not have done it. I hate bunts. Bunting is so stupid. You give outs away. Anyway, uh, they had two on and one out, and Stovall just hit a rocket that the first baseman – I think it's Hancock. Is that his name? Yeah. Made a really good play. That kind of saved the game. And then the way baseball works, he ended up getting the game-winning RBI as well. Oh, really? Yeah, that's how that works. When you make a play, you get to go. Yeah. Yeah. But it was really well played. For Mississippi State, that was – if you have any semblance of, hey, they're not hosting. They're talking about making the postseason. They could not probably afford to get swept. And they pitched well. Their starting pitcher was pitching really well, and he got hit in the head with the – comebacker mm. it was a bouncer but i think it required a couple of stitches and then they went to their bullpen and their bullpen was really really good credit where it, where it belongs and arkansas pitched well they got another good outing starting out of, to figure it out they got another good outing out of uh wiggins wiggins who pitched well both wiggins and the kid for state early 
It was actually they were both throwing ninety seven. Yeah, because it was three three at the end of nine, and everything was home runs. Mm-hmm. But they were both throwing gas. Wiggins wow. hit ninety seven, I think, or ninety nine, and the kid for state hit ninety seven or ninety eight. Uh, they were no, they were they were getting it up there. I want Robert Moore on my team. I want him to play for me. Uh, he's or, a good whatever player. Whatever he's doing, I, I, I want him on my team. The other kid for them that's really good is the third baseman. Um, I can't think of his name right now. He hits at the top of the lineup. I can't remember. Anyway, they were, that was a fun series to watch. Um, Tennessee Vanderbilt was fun. I've made myself watch more. I turned it on in here on Sundays. And that was mm-hmm. that was the late game, so it was it was still on. Alabama coming off a series win at home against Texas A and M, so they uh, they lose two out of three to State and games they all gave away. They could have easily swept Mississippi State, and then Alabama's plucky. They're okay. They're plucky. Four and five in the league. Ole Miss should beat them, but you'll have to play well. You, you, you. Well, it's, it's kind of the epitome of what we're talking about. Because you look over here, and the next week, Ole Miss plays South Carolina. The last two weekends, South Carolina's taken two out of three from Vanderbilt and lost two out of three to Missouri. I told you okay. this about Missouri, though, Chase. Yeah, they're they're not bad. They're not good, but they're like last. Yeah, bad year, is relative to the SEC. Last year, Missouri was shitty. Yeah, and they're not this year. They're three and six in the league. Two of the wins coming this weekend at home against Carolina. But if you go back and look at their series against Arkansas, Missouri could have won all three games. And what's concerning for Carolina is you've got a rubber game at Missouri that, frankly, you need. you just got to find a way to win that game. And they don't just not win. They get hammered. They had to beat 10-3 yesterday mm-hmm. yeah. by Mizzou. Yeah. No, the whole league's, yeah. I mean, look at it. I mean, Georgia sweeps Florida, I, I think. think. So, I think so. Yeah. I'm, Georgia pitches it well enough that they they have reason for optimism. And they have Cannon on Friday, who's really good. Yeah. Which is a recipe for a team like in that. a league kind of devoid of front line starters. They They've got a one. guy that on Friday night can just go get you wins and set up the rest of the weekend. Where hey guys, let's just win one of these two. Mm-hmm. So it's right in front of Ole Miss is 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 get back to five hundred, get back at you know they have got to be back ahead of five hundred when they get done with state in three weeks. You've got to be above five hundred. Sure, in the league. Sure, if you have a hosting thought at that point. Where are they now? Four? Yeah, they're four and five. Yeah, they they need to win six of the next nine. That would get you to ten and eight going to Arkansas, where if you got one there, you're fine. Yeah. Eleven and ten. Yeah, then you finish strong and get there. Finish strong. You get Missouri at home and six and three the rest of the way, seventeen and thirteen, and with your reputation, you're probably okay. You'd be almost certainly okay. Their RPI would be good. Mm-hmm. They're gonna want to give some to SEC schools. There aren't I mean, today, if you seeded the tournament today, and God, that would be really stupid, although there will be people that start to do it, probably only three SEC teams would host today. Tennessee would host and be a national seed. Arkansas would host, and I'm assuming Georgia would probably host. And after that, everybody else would kind of be SOL, but again, it's a little early early for that. Yeah, we're not not at that point yet at all. Yeah, let's give some credit to Kentucky over the weekend. Yep. Their uniforms, all, Ginger points this out. They did not screw it up all weekend. They were fantastic. I mean, really, their pinstripes were really good, and they had a, they have a cream uniform. Their really, cream was good. It was really strong. Their cream was really good. Really strong. No chrome helmets, no black in weird places. No, no, it's real good. Just blue and white. Yeah. They need to holler to the football team and go see. I, it's hey, 
This is how you this is how you do this. Yeah. They had their little American flag logo. Cool, whatever. Have at yeah, it. No, that was good. Fine. That was very good uniforms. The Friday night was a good suit game, as you said. It was re- the yeah. Ole Miss had the red and white on. Mm-hmm. Good look. I know you hate the white pants on the road, but otherwise it But I, it doesn't. And then on me. Sunday, I know it's different shades, but they both went blue. They had blue on, which is weird. But it was fine. It was well done. Okay. You were fine with it? Yes. The, the the antithesis of that was Friday, Tennessee, Vanderbilt, when Tennessee wore some of their worst uniforms and Vanderbilt wore their black pinstripe pajamas. Well, and then yesterday, wear. Tennessee wears some sort of a pewter. Yeah. And Vanderbilt wears its army green. <laughs> and it's it's an abomination, honestly. You don't like the army green? No, not really. But it's kind of on Tennessee. You know Vanderbilt at home on Sundays is going to wear their army green. Right. So... Figure it out. Wear orange. Wear an orange top. How hard is this? I liked Vanderbilt's patriotic thing better. When it was, I get it's not their colors. I liked their navy blue uniforms a few years ago. Sure, it was better than the, the well, they're America's team. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's fine. Only four teams in the league have winning records right now in the SEC. Yeah, who's the fourth? Uh, Georgia, Tennessee, uh, Auburn, and Arkansas. Oh, Auburn. That's right. Go figure. Here we are. I can't. Kentucky was okay. They're completely okay. Yeah, they're fine. They don't suck. I, I told you that they're, going into the weekend. I had watched them play already. They're, they're, okay. They were they're okay. There's nothing about them that scares you at all. No. And they're bad defensively. Frankly, most teams are bad defensively right now. Yeah, there's a lot of bad defense. It feels worse than usual for whatever for whatever reason. I don't know, but. We'll get into basketball after the break in a minute. Um, I didn't I don't like so yeah, go we're doing the uniform thing and we'll yeah, stop. Yeah, you're fine. We'll stop. You're good. Ginger said Mississippi State with the gray looked bad next to the Arkansas ones yesterday. So Arkansas went with the cream, which is their best uniform. It's really okay, it's sure. really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Mississippi State went with the gray. I don't like pinstripes on gray. Oh, okay. Pinstripes should be a home white it's uniform. It's a white home uniform, and it should be your go-to uniform. Because Tennessee does that, too. They have a – it's not white, but it's not. It's like an off-white with black pinstripes. It's kind of weird. It's stupid. You frankly deserve to lose those games. I'm trying to think around the league. And State can get bad with suits. Missouri – Get out of the league, like you. It's awful. Your, your uniforms, and then Tennessee. Everybody else, for the most part, doesn't screw it up. Even A and M holds it together as badly as they want to screw it up most yeah, of the time. It's close. I mean, they're it's close. I, actually, state all the states throwbacks are really good when they wear the the V neck uh-huh. with state across the front. And when sta- they do their really traditional whites or creams, they're really good. State's white pinstripe is very good. It's a good suit. Yeah. We're yeah. pissing some people off right now. I know that. Well, let's say Arkansas has a good Friday and a good Sunday, and I don't like the Saturday with the Arkansas Razorbacks. It's too many words. Oh, just put, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just make it simple. And then Arkansas wears their version of the grays that everybody hates for Ole Miss. They have the exact same suit. Now, they took the – Oh, is it gone? It's gone. Oh, okay. And Apparently, Ole Miss doesn't even own that own that top, or it just stays in the closet. And without the thing, it's okay. It's fine. Okay, not good, but it's 
I guess we blame Nike. Ole Miss had a really good traditional gray like 10 years ago, and then yeah. they started doing things. And now they've it. just com- – They don't it's, wear it. It's become, it's become a superstition at this point, obviously. I mean, I am wondering, do you believe fan reaction has caused the absence of gray tops? Yes. Do you really? That, and I'm sure some players are like, this is hideous. I don't feel good pitching in this. <laughs> I don't like this. Because apparently – I guess I heard this on one of the broadcasts or something – Okay. The Arkansas kids did not like their road with the red thingy. Oh, really? Yeah. I know a few years ago, Ole Miss, Nike had given them a new Navy jersey that felt different, and they all hated it to the point that they would start wearing their batting practice navies instead. It was one of the pitchers, I forget who it was, that hated it, and so they just wore batting practice Navy tops on 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 the Navy day. Oh. Why do you have to have a Navy day? I could simplify this so much for Ole Miss. I would make the powder blue because it's a great uniform. I would make it my permanent road uniform. You would just take it and wear it three days in a row? Absolutely. On the road? Absolutely. They have washing machines? Well, yeah, sure. And then I would take the white pinstripe and I would wear it. So on the whites, Ole Miss used to have a white. Without, great uniform. That was a great uniform. It's a really I'd good go white uniform. pinstripe, the all white, and then the red top with the white pants. And that would be your Sunday suit. However you want to do it. Okay. Pick how you want to put that together. So you're getting rid of the navy tops, or use the navy in the midweek. And I could, I, if you wanted to, you could even take the navy on the road and wear it with the gray. It's fine. Just to switch it up occasionally. You're not supposed to be awesome with your road uniform. You're on the road. It's work time. <laughs> it is. Neil's also the guy who really wants the name of your town on the front of your road uniform so yes. everybody knows who you are. Yes. It is Yankees at home and it is New York on the road. It's Washington on the road, Nationals at home. <laughs> Just There are things that make Because sense. otherwise we wouldn't know. Well, I don't know. You, you assume. Don't assume that everybody who's there knows. You're Pittsburgh on the road. You're Pirates at home. It's just things that you do. That was actually a thing. You open your presents on the morning, damn it. That's just there are things that you do. You open one present on Christmas Eve. Why? Is a teaser. That's a new thing. That's a that we always did it. I'm are you a, really? And I'm a thousand years old. Did yeah. you really? Yeah. And it wasn't a good one. You open like some random uncle's gift. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't get a main no, event. No, no, no. Main just a, everything's nah. just an amuse bouche. Yes. Just 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 a Exactly. They're just rules in life. All right. Yeah, the 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 road uniform should be different than the home uniform. We'll get to basketball in a minute. Uh, it's socially acceptable this week, probably the one week. Tiger's going to play, right? He's playing. I think so. Do you believe it? I know we're, we're, we don't know Tiger. We're speculating. Um, Hold on. Sure. Mr. Woods. Eldrick, please. Yeah. Would... Would he play if he didn't think he could at least be com- – I'm not saying win, but be competitive. He's not doing a ceremonial round, in my opinion. I don't think so. I think he's going to try to go play. Look, nothing's going to do anything to damage his legacy. No, he could shoot 98 tomorrow. And the players want him there for a lot of reasons. TV wants One, because him they there. like him. Yeah. Two, the young guys grew up worshiping him. Yeah. And three – they know that this helps the And TV he's become ratings. a bit of that level of figurehead where he plays with a lot of young guys sure. and does that, that well, thing. One of the highlights of their careers. 
Yeah, the practice round on Tuesday at the Masters of with Tiger course. Woods. Of course. That's a photo you want. You Jonathan Wall, who's like the big gearhead for the PGA Tour, he pointed out that he's wearing he's got he's wearing a FootJoy Premier shoe this week, which is like a really like heavy support shoe, like not wearing a Nike, not wearing his normal shoes. Obviously, that's leg related, trying to get around that place because that's what's interesting about it. It's not it's not just Tiger playing a normal golf tournament. It's playing a golf tournament that is hilly as hell. It is a hard walk. For yeah. four days. Yeah. So he's got to be in at least fairly decent shape to be able to get through that if he if he ends up doing that. They're starting to release promotional videos here. Like, I, I just don't see any way from a PR standpoint he's not playing unless he injures himself in the next three years. Unless days. he gets out there and just sees that he can't do it. But, no, everyone's cheering for him. And he's him. already played two practice rounds in the last week out there. Yeah. I mean, everyone's – I think it was Billy Horschel who said he thought he was hitting the ball around 290 off the tee. It'll get you around. Yeah. I mean, put that on my screen. I want to watch him play. I was cheering for him. Oh, I'd rather watch him shoot 87 than a lot of the other dudes shoot 66. Especially early in the week. Yeah. On Thursday? Yeah, just let me watch Tiger's round. Yeah, because everyone's cheering for him. He's become There beloved. is no expectation. No, he's beloved. And he, he was going to jack the ratings up, too. I mean, if pe- yeah. people like me who would otherwise not watch on mm-hmm. Thursday – I mean, I, I'll watch the Masters on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, but back I, nine Sunday, sure. Let's but I'm go. not I'm not locked into Thursday Masters. Sure. But Tiger's on? Yeah, sure. Because I want him to do well. Because what's the ideal story? He's not going to win. I know that. But what is the ideal story? Is that he's wearing his red. But what if he did? It'd be awesome. But wearing what his, if he did? Yeah, I'd be in. He's wearing his red shirt. No, that's the goal. The goal is make the cut. Let us watch you on Saturday and Sunday, even if it's 8.15 in the morning, playing with Knox the marker. I mean, like. Sure. Sure. Do that. Just well, make we, the cut. I think we all just want to see Tiger do well. We all want to see Tiger be happy and all that stuff. I said this a couple weeks ago, too. It's a father time element. We know we only get so many more rounds with Tiger. The back's going to give out. The yeah. leg's going to give out. Sure. Every time you see him, frankly, could be the last time. Well, I'm only part joking. Yeah. Make it until Charlie's out there. <laughs> Hand it off, and then we'll yeah, watch then you we going. can watch Charlie. We cheer for Charlie. Charlie is a PGA Tour player. Does Charlie wear sit red on Sundays? No, right? Probably not. No, right? I don't know. Probably. I, I don't know. I, obviously, I've never met Charlie. I don't know right. what. I don't know how he's wired. But not at first, anyway. Or just you might do it as a commemorative thing occasionally for well, certain sure. days or certain events or sure. whatever. But yeah, no. Let's. Well, I mean, Dale Junior. didn't switch to his dad's car. Yeah, let's put our head down and grind. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Podcast brought to you in part by Prime Shrimp. They have released their new flavor. It is the garlic herb butter. We've been telling you about it for several weeks now. You put it over pasta, rice, veggies, or serve it up. Serve up some shrimp scampi, surf and turf atop a steak, or more. That's uh, to go along with their uh, French Quarter Alfredo, the signature seasoning, or the Louisiana Shrimp Bowl, a little spicier option for those who would like that. Again, 10 minutes Freezer to plate, boil some water, throw the pouch in, be ready to go with restaurant-quality shrimp. Again, primeshrimp.com. Use code MPW. $20 off your first order. Again, with primeshrimp.com. We're also brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency. They've been connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. If you're on the job hunt, or whether you're seeking an entry-level position or a seasoned professional, they have opportunities across the board. Whether you're in IT, engineering, dentistry, accounting, law, manufacturing, human resources, or maybe you don't really even know what you're looking for, they can help you. 
Their goal is to get to know you, find your strengths, and see what you're looking for in your next career move so that you can find the right fit. Using service specialists is free for the candidate. All conversations are kept confidential. You've got nothing to lose by giving them a call. So reach out to Will, Sydney, or Kelsey at 662-832-5138 or check out their new and improved website at servicespecialistltd.com. We're also brought to you by The Rogue. It's your destination for fine men's clothing. Their stylist hand select pieces from top designers from work to lifestyle to nightlife. There's the perfect something for everyone at The Rogue. All the best items from Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, Halsey, True Grit, Duckhead, and more. 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. Don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward and chase after a better version of yourself every day. Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. So call Corinth Dental today for a no-cost digital scan of your teeth. Let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no interest, no down payment, financing available at CorinthDental.com. And we're brought to you by Bell & Grove. Based out of Chattanooga, Daryl Oliver and Evan Dial built Bell & Grove, a logistics provider with more than 35 years of transportation industry experience. They specialize in domestic freight movement. Throughout the continental U.S., they can navigate through supply chain issues while also leaning on their partner carriers to get the most competitive rate possible for their customers. In addition, Bell & Grove can help customers design a custom solution for their shipping needs. Whether your business is in need of moving a truckload, a partial shipment, or a flatbed, Bell & Grove can accommodate you. They also provide both air and ground expedited services for customers who need to move product quickly. It's uh, 865-672-6557. Podcast is brought to you by Visit Oxford. Visit OxfordMS.com. Go there to see the events going on today, this week, and every week here locally in Oxford, as well as uh, places to eat, places to stay and more for big weekends, including Double Decker coming up before you know it. It is just uh, less than three weeks away for that. So if you're going to uh, get some reservations, time to really get on that. Frankly, uh you're already a little behind schedules. Take advantage of that today. Go to visitoxford.com, see different things for Double Decker for this weekend coming up, Alabama. A lot of people in town this weekend as well. Hotels have been a little sparse over the course of the last couple of weeks. So, again, visitoxfordms.com. So, as I mentioned at the start of the show, Ole Miss uh, losing two assistant basketball coaches here in the past five or so days. Ronnie Hamilton headed to uh, to LSU. Gets a, gets a bit of a reset, obviously, with Kermit uh, in his current situation. That is not the situation at LSU is they're going to give that guy a lot of time down there. Yeah. And then Levi Watkins going back home. He played at NC State. Their coach, somewhat on the hot seat too, but Levi's pretty well regarded. He'll be all right either way. Uh, my question though, and you don't have an answer, but it's the topic, mm -hmm. is that Ole Miss is talking about, Kermit has mentioned multiple times, aggressively attacking the portal, doing all these things, trying to fix a roster over the course of the situation. I think he's going to uh, promote Lutz for one of the positions, but – they don't have assistant coaches. They lost their top recruiter in Levi Watkins. Mm -hmm. You're trying to get into the portal. It just feels like an impossibility right now for somebody who doesn't really has not been around this very much. Like I, I the, the 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 method to get this thing back on track. You've had a five day period where, if anything, you've moved even backwards into a lot more of a negative. I don't see a barring some situations I'm not aware of, and again, I don't cover the sport. 
I don't really see how they're able to get the impact people out of the portal to make this movable at this point. I mean, that is the question, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's still so many unknowns. Also, uh, is Jarkel Joyner coming back? He appears to be. You know, there were rumors that he would go with Levi to NC State, and maybe he will, maybe he won't. I don't know. Is James White coming back? I don't know. You know, there are rumors that, that he might go with Ronnie to LSU. Is that true? I, I don't know. Um, they lost Nas Brooks. He's out of eligibility. Appears they're going to add um, the center from Jackson State, who's a six foot seven back to the basket guy. Doesn't make a lot of sense in the kind of offense that they're going to run if Jarkel's coming back, where you're going to lean on your guards. Is that, an, is that indicative of their place on the portal? I think so. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. Look, if the kid comes in and he dominates the league, awesome. Good for him. Good for everybody. But there's no there's nothing there's nothing to support that assertion. Sure. In much the same way that when they added Ty Fagan, you sort of knew what they were getting, and they got exactly what Ty did exactly at Ole Miss what he did at Georgia, which would stand to reason because at Georgia you play the same schedule you play at Ole Miss. You're in the same league. Yeah. So I, I, but if guys leave, it does open up the potential to address the portal aggressively and fix some of your some of the things that ail you. But look, Levi leaving was not surprising. The NC State rumor had been out there for a little while. There was always talk that Nate Oates was going to try to get him on the Alabama staff. That didn't the staff opening didn't happen at Alabama because the assistant there didn't get the Southern Miss job because the Southern Miss job didn't open up. Right. Um but Ronnie Hamilton leaving? That's that's significant. Because that tells you that Ronnie wanted to go someplace for more security. Well no, to me that's the one that makes complete sense. I mean, Levi is potentially the one that's looking for a job soon, but again, he has some capital built up in the industry. He'll be all right. He'd be okay. I'm going to guess that he got a multi-year deal at NC State, that he got protected. Right, of course. Um, Otherwise, it really is, whoa. He got a two-year deal, probably. I'm guessing, yeah. And I don't, you know, so here's the problem for Ole Miss right now, beyond the other other coaching staff spot. Mm -hmm. If you're an assistant who's got a gig somewhere, now, if it's a step up from a community college or something, it's one thing. But if you're going to go out and hire a legit recruiter who's already at the D1 level. How are you convincing him to do that? I mean, if I'm him, I'm like, hey, I need a multi-year deal. If you're Keith, are you giving out multi-year assistant deals right now? I'll catch 22. I'm, isn't it? I'm probably not. What signal does that send? And I do think signals matter. They went four and fifteen in the league. That's that's what they were, and there were a lot of statements that were made about you're going to aggressively attack the portal, and you haven't yet. Maybe you have, and you're not having any success. There was a comment about you know it was a mistake to add four, and then you add four again on a year when you probably needed to attack the portal just super hard. But maybe you don't have the NIL resources to attack the portal. I, I don't know exactly, you know what's going on, but. 
And then there's, and I, I wrote about this last week. I'll mention it here. It's just rumor, but it's a rumor that doesn't go away at all. There's a rumor that, you know, Morell's got lots of opportunities. That doesn't mean that Matt wants those opportunities. It doesn't mean that Matt's going to leave for any of those places. It doesn't mean that at all. For all I know, Matt might have already decided that, hey, there's no way in the world I'm ever leaving. I'm happy as a clam here. Yeah, sure. Certainly possible. I don't know. But it feels like there's just kind of a lot of unknown here on April the 4th. And got about next two or three weeks to sort it out. That's what I was going to say. What is time frame of portal for basketball right the now? end of April, the latest. I mean, your signing day is – it's the other unknown is do all these guys that were committed and probably reach out to them and ask, all these guys that were committed, do they ask out of those NILs now that two of the assistants are gone? I don't, I don't know the answer. Oh. And it's kind of standard operating procedure in basketball. If they ask out because of a coaching change, you let them out. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I got it. But look, it's it's win or else next year, right? I mean, it's you, you. Well, of course. I mean, we all know that you got to go to the tournament in all likelihood. For this team to go to the tournament, they probably have to go at minimum eleven and seven in the league, because Ole Miss typically doesn't schedule the same way that Alabama and LSU schedule. Sure. Being honest, Alabama scheduled its way into the tournament. LSU scheduled its way into the tournament. You they can did. hate those programs, whatever you want to do, but you have to look at their schedules and go, okay. Ole Miss typically doesn't schedule like that. They didn't schedule like that under AK, and they haven't scheduled like that under Kermit. So if they do schedule like that, they're breaking kind of a 16-year trend that I've watched. Which would just be them breaking a trend. Which, okay. Yeah, I mean, there's, no, there's, nothing, there's nothing that's happened in the last 16 seasons for me to look at it and go, oh, yeah, they're going to schedule super aggressively. And it might not be possible. They might not have the cachet as a program to pick up the phone and call Blue Bloods and say, hey, we'll come to your place. No, typically in the past it's taken deals, I mean, really in place. So, you know, we'll see. But there's two ways to look at things when you have adversity strike. And I wrote this in 10 Thoughts. You can either go, hey, everyone's jumping off a sinking ship, or you can go, this is opportunity. And if you're Kermit, then you have no choice but to go, this is opportunity. And try to add from the portal and strike gold and find some people. It's pretty obvious what you need if you're going to if if you're going to build your roster as you should around Deshaun Ruffin and Matthew Morrell, you need you need at least a couple of guys in the post who can provide rim protection, who can rebound, and then you need wings who can make you pay when you collapse on Ruffin. You got to have guys who can make shots, thirty six, thirty seven percent or higher from three. Yeah. That's what you need. Can you get all that in the portal? I don't know, but that's what you need. Because some of the narrative falls apart upon, and I feel like I'm being a jerk here, and I'm not trying to be. I'm, 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 I'm catching myself and trying mm-hmm. to dial it down before I even say it. But when you say this was an NCAA tournament team without the injuries. Okay, then why are you running guys off? If you were a tournament team before the injuries, would you not want Luis Rodriguez back? Would you not want Austin Crowley back? Would you not want Sammy Hunter back? 
If you were a tournament team before the injuries and you're getting the injured guys back, wouldn't you want the rest of the team back to prove that you were a tournament team? I struggle with some of that. And I'm a word person, so I, I've picked that statement apart, obviously, probably harsher on it than, I, than it deserves to be. It was just a media relations statement. Those are, those are always propaganda. But I do wonder sometimes, do you read what you're putting out? Do you hear yourself talking? We were a tournament team before the injuries. I really believe that. And I think Kermit believes that. Sure. And so if that's the case, then why are you running off key components from that team when you're going to get those three guys back? Robert Allen's conceivably coming back. Jarkel's if in this scenario coming back. And, and uh, Deshaun's going to be fine by November. If So if you believe that you're a tournament team with those guys, when you're getting them back, why tear apart the rest of the roster unless you feel like you can add impact from the portal? And then you say, we're going to attack the portal harder than any team in America. I think those were the words. And so far, that's not the case. Or you're not getting the success. Your attack is... Or you don't have the ability. Or your attack is not producing fruit. Yeah. Which is kind of the point. I mean, that's, that's kind of my thing. There's one method to fixing this in a year, and they may not have the resources to do that. Which full circle back to the whole yeah, thing of then yeah. what and why. So. Yes. Um. At least you all don't have to worry about being a Thunder fan. Well, you're winning games. Congratulations. Jeez. Proud of you. Yeah. Uh, That's when you know you're doomed. When you n- need to lose, you know it. Everyone knows it. And you go beat the Suns by 20. That's Suns. Beat the Suns by 20. When you need to lose and you, you're too good to lose, but you're not good enough to win. That's no man's land. Four-game week this week for uh, Ole Miss. They are in Pearl tomorrow, Southern Miss for that one. Um, no streaming for that game. There's never any streaming at Trustmark Park. And then this weekend, Alabama, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I think a 2 o'clock start on Saturday. Those start times have been kind of all over the place lately, but I think it's uh, I think it's 2 on Saturday. Want me to pull it up real quick? Yeah, sure. I can do that. Going as quickly as I can. My little computer doesn't like me, but we're getting there. All right, let's see. Ole Miss this week. Um, Southern Miss at 6 p.m. on Tuesday. Alabama Friday at 6.30. Saturday at 2. Sunday at 2. The Sunday game is the SEC Network game. Oh, is it? Yep. It was last year. Friday and Saturday are SEC Network Plus, meaning there will be streams. Tuesday, as you mentioned, there's no stream. And then next week, it's uh, Murray State, the 11 a.m. kids kids game. game. And then uh, at South Carolina games at 6, 6, and noon. Columbia. In Columbia. Uh, Ole Miss moved up to ninth, and then you won baseball top 25, one spot from 10 last week. So there's, uh, there's that. Back with you tomorrow. I'm sure there'll be plenty of other things taking on the sports world. Again, the national championship game for basketball tonight, 8:20 Central start for uh, that one. The Tar Heels and the Jayhawks. So uh, have a good day. We'll talk to you tomorrow.